today is Wednesday, June 9th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage. Yesterday, a ton of websites and apps globally went down after a major content delivery network called Fastly reported a widespread outage. The outage affected dozens of countries across nearly all continents and included major websites such as parts of Amazon, Google, Target, CNN, and the UK government website gov.uk. According to Fastly, the issue has been resolved, and I am just grateful it didn't get in the way of my morning Instagram scroll. The first congressional report on the January 6th insurrection is out, and it is just as unsettling as you might think. The 127-page report is a product of more than three months of hearings and interviews, as well as thousands of pages of documents, and it details a number of security and communication failures surrounding the event. Generally, it appears that top federal intelligence agencies were aware of what was going to happen, but they did not adequately warn law enforcement officials. An FBI memo on January 5th warned of people traveling to Washington for, quote, war at the Capitol, but it never made its way to top law enforcement officials, and the Capitol Police failed to widely circulate information that its own intelligence unit had collected in December about the threat of violence on January 6th. In addition, the report notes that law enforcement officials did not take seriously the threats of violence and a dysfunctional police force at the Capitol lacked the capacity to respond effectively. So it sounds like they wrote 127 pages about what we all saw on TV that day. On Monday night, the Justice Department filed a brief with a federal appeals court in New York in the lawsuit between former President Trump and writer E. Jean Carroll who claims that he assaulted her in a Bergdorf's dressing room in the 90s and is now suing him for defamation for his claim that she was lying and that he had never met her. But there's some background required here. Shortly after E. Jean Carroll published her story in New York Magazine, Trump said in an Oval Office interview that the assault had never happened and that he could not have raped Ms. Carroll because she was not his, quote, type. She sued him in a state court in New York, but last year, former Attorney General Bill Barr stepped into the case and substituted the federal government for Trump as the defendant. In other words, they were taking up his case for him. The justification for this was that Trump was president at the time of the defamatory statements, and federal law forbids government employees from being sued for defamation. So the reason the story is back in the news today is because Monday night was the first time the Biden administration's Justice Department, which is now led by Attorney General Merrick Garland, weighed in on the issue and they did so in agreement with Barr's consideration that Trump made those statements while acting within the scope of his presidential office. So the upshot of all of this is that E. Jean Carroll would more than likely lose her case if it goes any further, given that she is going up against the U.S. Justice Department itself. And that is what we call the American justice system. Despite the trend in voter suppression laws in Republican states, Vermont's Republican Governor Phil Scott signed a law on Monday that requires the state's top election official to send a mail ballot to every eligible voter. The law makes the universal mail-in voting system that Vermont adopted in 2020 into their permanent system. Cool, so now we need to just do that to 40-something more states. As part of its incentive strategy to vaccinate more of its population, Washington state has instituted a new program called Joints for Jabs, which is exactly what it sounds like. The state's Liquor and Cannabis Board announced on Monday that they will now allow adults to claim a free joint when they get a COVID vaccine. Sadly, if you're more of an edibles person, you'll have to settle for the Krispy Kreme promotion because only joints are included in the program, not edibles or any other marijuana products. And finally, Chris Harrison has officially exited The Bachelor franchise a mere few hours after the 17th season of The Bachelorette premiered on Monday night. According to reporting from Deadline, Harrison will still receive a mid-range eight-figure payoff in exchange for keeping his mouth shut about the franchise after the exit. 
Can I walk you out, Chris? Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you're enjoying these daily updates, you can help support this show and keep it growing by pressing follow on your Spotify and or rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes. And of course, I really appreciate all of your support and feedback. For more in-depth and hilarious discussion on today's most important issues, be sure to tune in to the Betcha Sub podcast every Monday through Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.